From newsounds.org and the studios of WNYC in New York, this is Soundcheck, our series of live performances and interviews. I'm John Schaefer. Since 1981, Mike Peters has been the voice of the hit-making British band The Alarm. Now, I know it seems like all those 80s bands have reformed recently, and there really has been a wave of nostalgia for that 80s sound, but The Alarm's path has been different. Since being diagnosed with a rare form of leukemia in 2005, Mike Peters' career has largely been determined by the cycle of remission and relapse. But to listen to The Alarm's upcoming album, pointedly called Forwards, you'll hear a man whose songwriting is as anthemic as ever, and yes, determinedly forward-looking. Mike Peters is here with us today to play some of those new songs and one of the band's old hits. First, here he is with the title track of the album Forwards. cities all deserted in the streets of emptiness in the church of non-believers I've been searching for the way to find new faith in a house that's full of strangers in the parish of decay in the houses of the holy I've been trying to get myself back home to you I'm living for today I'm trying to find the way forwards The way forwards The way forwards On and on and on In the church of non-believers In the streets of emptiness I've been searching my belongings Trying to find something that looks like the new truth All my life is out there somewhere In the half-lies and home truths I've been crawling through the wreckage Trying to get myself back home to you I'm living for today Trying to find a way
of you, in the church of you abandoned, in the streets of emptiness, I've been searching for the way, the way forward. Well, talk about a one-man band. That is Mike Peters' Doing it all here in our studio, singing, playing the guitar, both uh, acoustic and through the amp, playing the drum, the harmonica, and the title track of the upcoming album, Forwards, which comes out on June 2nd. And Mike, it's great to have you, you know, back out at it again. Well, it feels so great to me to be here and playing on the radio, people listening to your songs again. It's it's incre- it's a miracle for me because I, I I thought this was possibly going to be denied to me at one point last year when I was uh, in hospital for such a long time and dealing with a pneumonia and a leukemia relapse. It was I was in a good place, but um, I wanted to project myself. I had to find my own hope, mm-hmm. and and to do that, I had my guitar brought into the hospital. And uh, songs arrived, songs like Forwards came, and here I am singing them. While you were in the While hospital? While I was in hospital, yeah. It was, I knew I was in for such a long time. Got my wife Jules to bring the guitar in, and just so I could keep my fingers going in between IV sessions. And, uh, and then one, one particular day, there was a, a gentleman stood around my, in the periphery of the ward, and, and uh, there, w- there weren't visitors allowed in the hospital, so I knew it was a strange. It was someone who'd flown in from America to see his father. His father was in a terminal situation he'd come yeah. to say goodbye really and he, he said it's Mike Peters from the alarm isn't it I went, yeah and he was oh my I knew it was you yesterday but I didn't want to disturb you because you looked so poorly but I was on the, all the alarm forums last night telling Mike's in the cancer centre again oh, no. I was like you know no <laughs> so I, I I knew I had to go public and write a letter to, to reassure all the fans so um, I wrote a letter onto the alarm website and I signed it off with the word forwards Mike Peters and as soon as I wrote the word forwards I thought that's a that's the record I need to make right now. Yeah. And so the songs came, and you know the nursing staff were cool about it, having me a guitar in the in the in, in the ward, and so were the other patients, and they were saying I was trying to play like this, you know, really quietly while I was just keep my fingers going, and they said turn it up, you know, play louder, you know, and play like the alarm, yeah, play, that's it, yeah, <laughs> and and that was great, you know, and and then the songs just arrived, you know, they just come out of nowhere, and. Uh, yeah, I was, I was lucky to be alive and lucky to be singing them. Was that a new experience for you to have the songs sort of like coming as if from somewhere else as well, opposed to sitting down and kind of slaving over them? Yeah, I, I've never been that sort of songwriter, to be honest, John. I've never, I, the songs have always arrived in my imagination. You know, I remember once going across a, a, a border with Bob Dylan. We were on a tour with Bob Dylan in 1988 and I stood behind him at the border crossing and, and I knew it was him because he had his passport out and it had Zimmerman written on it. And, <laughs> right. and, and then a song arrived in my imagination. It, it was called No Frontiers. It, it came to me le- there and then. There are no frontiers we can't cross tonight. It was, there are no borderlines to keep us apart. There are no frontiers that we I went straight back on the tour bus and, and the song was formed and, and I always thought in that moment, wow, that was probably the higher power sending it down for Bob Dylan actually. They missed and got <laughs> missed. me instead. 
<laughs> so the alarm's no frontiers is really a Bob Dylan song <laughs> appropriated. That the universe just got a little wrong. Right? That's it, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Needed its GPS aligned a little yeah, better. I, I even felt like when I was in the hospital and songs were bouncing out of my imagination. I, I thought I felt like I, I even started googling it. Am I? Has anyone else written an album in hospital? I couldn't find anything, but I felt like I'd stumbled into this pop gold mine that had been lost all time and you know the Beatles hadn't got in there first like they got into the first ever pop gold mine or Bob Dylan got into the poetry gold mine before anyone else I thought I've got this little space to myself and and the songs like forwards and all that all started appearing well, you know, it's it's interesting because a lot of your contemporaries do a lot of, and you've done this too, looking back, mm. you know, you, you know, re-releasing things, Absolutely. doing retrospective mixes and stuff like that. Um, and the idea of, you know, now just kind of determinedly looking ahead, you know, it's not just a musical, it's a kind of a statement of intent of how you intend to live. It, it is, seems. yeah, absolutely. Look, when I was in hospital, you know, I was happy with my life. I, I thought if, if, if ne- whatever's next is the end, I'm, I'm happy with that. I've had a great life. I've made loads of albums. I've been in the band for 40 for odd years. Yep. I can accept what comes my way. But if next is going back to life, I want to be ready for that as well. I want to be ready with a brand new record and I want to be ready with new songs. And when the songs came, were you aware of you know, the content being affected by, I mean, the, the, yeah, the well, last track, X, was. you explicitly mention, you know, drugs and, and cancer. Yeah. Left these trucks outside my window The council are banging on the door Asking me if I'm still shielded They're trying to keep the wolf from the door But there are other, like, there's there's a phrase in the song love and forgiveness uh, i'm a man that's lost control yeah and the song whatever whatever gets you through the day the night this yeah. life well that is... that happened when i was in hospital listening to hospital radio and someone like yourself was presenting the music and they played john lennon's whatever get you through the night right and i thought never mind the night i've got to get through life here and and it became a song called whatever on the new album and uh, and and the, the, the life just impacts you you know like john lennon says while you're busy making other plans and that's what that was what was really going on I, I just knew I wanted to get out of the hospital as, as alive as I possibly possibly could and, and I wasn't afraid of the music that I had to make it was um, you know when you're in a hospital like that there's, there's all life going on around you and the, the beeps of the, the heart monitor they become like a rhythm track beep 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 you know, and you can hear the songs in your imagination and I was recording them in my phone and, and writing things down as best I could and while I was having IV sessions and and, uh, and the album became the album. I'm really grateful it's, it's arrived in the way it did. Well, and then when you did finally leave the hospital, you were right back in it because, although this time for a good reason, because you did the video for Next. <laughs> I did, yeah. <laughs> it was, it, was that the same hospital? It was the same hospital corridors. When, when I was in between in, at night, the hospital was deserted. There was a lot of pandemic um, protocols in place. Yeah. So, so the corridors were deserted and the nurses kindly let me get off the IV machines at night and I, I knew I could 
have some exercise walking down the hospital corridors. And I would always think, imagine when I can go through that door. I'd get to the far end of the hospital and there'd be a door. And I knew I couldn't go outside that door, but I thought, one day I'm going to come back and I'm going to push this door open and I'm going through and I'm coming out back to life. And that was the motivation for making the film. And when I I got out of the hospital, I I shared my stories with my wife, Jules, and she said, get in that studio and put those songs down straight away. And I, I recorded the demos really quickly. And, and we shot the video in 20 minutes with me bombing it down the hospital corridors like a man possessed. Yeah, I, that's actually exactly the the feeling I had. This guy is just bombing down the yeah. corridor like a man Walking possessed. Walking fast. <laughs> Everyone has that euphoria when you're... And, you know, I didn't... I wanted to come out of hospital as intact as possible. That's why I walked those corridors at night. I didn't want to walk out with a, a walker or a cane yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or be assistance. I, I, I didn't want cancer to take that away from me. I wanted to stand up to the disease respect it there were two forces at war in, in my body and I, I wanted the positive side to come out on top well uh, Mike Peters of The Alarm the album is called Forwards out on June 2nd we were talking about this wonderful video for the song called Next uh, you want to play the song let's for us let's do it yeah alright here's Mike Peters The clocks are set to zero, now's the time to run I hear the crack of the starting gun And I'm ready for what's next
Mike Peters of The Alarm with a song called Next, live performance here in the studio, solo version, obviously, uh, guitar, voice, drum, and, you know, it's uh, the big sound, the anthemic sound of The Alarm, you know, is something that I was wondering how you were going to capture that <laughs> with just you here in the room, but yeah. y- you've, you've managed it. I mean, but it is such a crucial part of the band's oh, sound. Look, when when just before the alarm started, we 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 were a band called Seventeen, and we and we just we weren't going anywhere fast. We we'd been playing the same ten songs for three years. Um, we we managed to pretend to be a support band and get on a tour with the Stray Cats, mm-hmm. and we we played together with them the night John Lennon was taken from us. And and so our next gig was in Liverpool in, in Matthew Street, and we w- had to walk down to the venue Eric's, which is opposite where the Cavern had been, and the floors were covered in flowers. There was John Lennon's music everywhere, and it was it had a profound effect on me more than just losing an incredible hero, an incredible songwriter, and a person. It just made me think. Everything I was doing was worthwhile. I'm, in, I'm only in a band to try and make it famous or get a record deal. How vacuous is that? You know, let's just get it back to songs. And if if the songs are right, then they'll take you where wherever you you're supposed to go. I write the first alarm song it's called unsafe building it only ever gets us to the garage that's great let's let's enjoy it let's not push it beyond more than it is but if it takes us all the way to wembley stadium then great which it did which it did <laughs> let's have that as well yeah and 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 so to me the the, the alarm has always been about the song you know, when, when I first met Bono from U2, he couldn't play guitar, he couldn't write a song, he could create a song in a room with three other guys and they could come at it by osmosis and in, and by doing genius things that you can only do when you don't know how to do something properly so you find a way. <laughs> and and whereas The Alarm were a songwriting band. All our songs started on an acoustic guitar and they could be played to the rest of the band, lyrics formed before we got down to arranging them with bass and drums. And one of the frustrations I always had when we were starting out was, especially when we were called 17, we'd send our songs off to the producers and, and the A&R men, and they'd say, we like the songs, but we don't like the sound, you know. And <laughs> so frustrated. And the acoustic guitar was my thing. And, and so I thought... To me, when I play an acoustic guitar, it's as loud as Jimi Hendrix in, internally. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, maybe if I put a pickup in the guitar and amplified what I'm hearing for people. And so all of a sudden we stuck an ele- acoustic guitar into an electric amp and turned up the volume. It was like, it was takeoff time. You know, we, we had this big noise and it required some big songs. It set our songs, elevated our songs into some f- form of way it could connect with other people with the lyrics and it, it sort of brought everything together and 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 we've been lucky to make the most of it while we can we still play acoustic guitars with electric yeah. pickups in now it's it's a very distinctive sound even if if you're not quite sure as a listener what you're hearing yeah um and i remember you know back in the days when 68 guns or the stand when these songs were on american radio there was this wave of british bands and most americans didn't differentiate between they just British meant English. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the alarm 
is a Welsh band. We are, yes, exactly. Um, and you actually, I mean, this whole album is in English. Most of your songs are in English, but not all of them. Not always, no. Yeah. No, we have some Welsh language songs that, you know, re- growing up in Wales, obviously very aware of the language. And, and, and the language has gone through a lot of struggles. When we came home to Wales, we had a thing, we'll have Welsh language bands opening for us, and we'll try yeah. and support the culture in that way. And I used to have lots of confrontations with these bands and say, look, you're going out to play to 2,000 people tonight and they're all Welsh like me. They just don't speak the language. Yeah. It was denied them at school and denied them through the government practices of the day. I said, so why don't you at least tell them what your song's about in English and then sing it in Welsh so you can communicate. Oh, it'd be selling out. You know, and I go, oh no, you know. What? So I just thought the only way around it is let's make an album in Welsh and show them that bilingualism is a way forward here. And it turned out, because music language is to communicate it's, it's to yeah. break down yeah. barriers not to help build up walls between people So it was a it was a challenging time and, and people really got into it and we liberated a lot of bands so they they adopted the bilingualism and the, all those bands like Super Furry Animals, Catatonia, all those bands that came out of Wales uh, and modern times um, that they, they they were started in the Welsh language and, and broke out through bilingualism inspired by the alarm and and you know the Euro 2020 the the much delayed Euro 2020 soccer tournament. Watching the video of the Welsh people singing Ima Ohid, Ima Ohid yeah. before the game against Austria, the one that got... <laughs> yeah, what a great song. It's amazing. And to see you know, 15,000 people and, and David Iwan, David who Iwan wrote, yeah, wrote yeah. the song. He's, a, he's the Welsh t- Bob Dylan. Right, brought to tears by you know this oh, stadium full of people know, singing yeah. his song. wasn't just about the song it was about the pride of the culture and the bringing, language yeah it was unifying a, a culture the oldest culture in in europe you know the the, the gododin is the first the first piece of literature in, in the history of europe and it's in the welsh language and it's uh, it and it's you know we, we, they always say that the welsh we're the we're the irish that couldn't swim when the romans <laughs> came we got stuck with the fighting and they all swam across and Got out of the way, <laughs> and it's, we have we, with you know we the Irish have made their way around the world and established their identity right. wherever they've right. gone. In Wales, we suffer from a thing called hiraith, which is a, a Welsh word that has no translation, but it, it keeps it's like an umbilical cord with Wales. We can't mm. quite separate it and leave, so we, we stay behind and make the most of what we've got. Well, now you do um, a, a thing in Wales that's become pretty much annual called the gathering. And you're going to be doing it here in New York, That's right, June yeah. 23rd, June 24th. Yeah, the Gramercy Theatre. Gramercy Theatre. Explain what the gathering is. Well, it started out life in 1992 as as a way of me staying at home and putting the fans on. Make them travel. They go on tour. They do the role <laughs> reversal. It was a role <laughs> reversal. They they do the trains, planes, and automobiles, and we stay at home and 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 put on a massive show and do the kind of show you can't take on the road because it, it just doesn't work when it's night tonight 
night and night after night. You can't do that. You, you know, we play uh, the longest set we ever played at the Gatham was for four and a half hours on a Saturday night, and even Bruce Springsteen can't do it that long. <laughs> but when when you don't have to do the travelling, you can stay on stage longer, and you can put more stay at home and do the rehearsing, learn the songs that the fans like to hear that are deep cuts that they don't get on the tours so often. It kept us on our toes because every year we had the gathering. We thought we've got to have something to present, something new. So we all we, it gave, gave us the impetus to always make new music, always be able to go back into our catalogue creatively, right, right. bring it forward with us, in, and not let, let, make sure no one gets left behind, no songs get left behind. That's, that's interesting because, yeah, uh, uh, like many bands, uh, as I said before, you have re-released some of your older songs. And I've noticed you, occasional tweaks of the lyrics, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, which which is smart. Yeah, it's you great. Know? Well, the song, I think probably the most famous one that you're, you're referring to is we did 68 Guns. And, and we, we when, when we went into the studio to record that as our big UK single, it was um, the producer, Alan Shacklett, wanted to get, he said, look, if we're going to get this on the radio, we have to get straight to the chorus. So you can't have two verses and, and leave it three minutes till people get, we want the chorus in the, within the first minute. Okay, so we did. We were naive, naive, young, ambitious enough. We thought, okay, we did it. And when it got to its 30th anniversary, 30th birthday, I went back to the original lyrics and I was reading them thinking, oh no we'd cut out the second verse had the actual meaning of the song was yep. contained so I thought we'd put the wrong verse we'd taken the wrong verse out it had a line in it if they take our chances we'll create our own if they take our chances we'll create our own for every day they'll try and track us down I cry with anger, I have done no crime. That's really what the spirit of the alarm is about, making our own chances Mm -hmm. in life if they're denied to us, finding another way. And so when you sing the song today with that in mind, it becomes much more powerful because it's got that second verse added to it now. And, And I think even the fans prefer it being longer and, and uh, then this, then the single version, uh, the three-minute anthem, you know. Um, have you altered or tweaked the lyrics to The Stand? Because that Stephen King book, <laughs> which required real suspension of belief, a disbelief, <laughs> back in 1980, whenever he yeah, published that out, book, yeah. it now seems like prescient you know it almost seems like he's it's incredible like journalism it? yeah i know it's, it's a you know and, and i was when i read it it was such a long book and, it, and all the characters come at the end and i didn't know there was going to be a song in it you know t- until i finished it. and then i was writing the, the stand lyrics and and I obviously got the title it's a great song title the stand yeah. so, so i wrote the music and i added some of the characters in and I remember Stephen King himself, he had a radio station of his own at the time in the 80s, and he would not play the alarm stand on his radio station. He hated the fact that we appropriated the lyrics. I suppose now, maybe the, it's a litigious thing to have done, but I don't know. But we were acknowledging it rather than stealing from right, it, I think. Right, right. I and, mean, uh, you, you do so, refer to some characters by name, trash can. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the walking dude, all this yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and and we sort of react, reenacted for our early publicity photos. We reacted some of the scenes of the stand. We all stood four <laughs> men at a grave in silence. We all stood with cowboy hats around a sort of grave, mock grave and things like that. Yeah. You know, things you do when you're young. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you want to uh, you want to play the stand for Let's us now? It, yeah. All right. Once again, Mike Peters of the Alarm, the new album called Forwards, out on June second. The Gathering is here in New York, June twenty third and twenty fourth at the Gramercy Theater. But here's Mike with the stand. <laughs> out searching with a black book in my hand and I've looked between the lines that lie on the pages that I tread but the walking dude's religious and his worn out cowboy boots he walked like no man on earth I swear he had no name I swear he had no name come on down and meet your maker come on down and make the stand come on down come on down Come on down, we'll make the stand. As I crawl beneath the searchlights, look through the floorboards of this life. Met Dr. Strange, love cousin, he bore the marks of time. Hey, trash can, where you going, boy? Your eyes are feet apart. Is at the end your carriage? I play the funeral march. Play the funeral march. Come on down and meet your maker. Come on down and make the stand. Come on down. Come on down. Come on down. And we'll make the down and meet your maker come on down and make the stand come on down come on down come on down we'll make the stand when i looked out the window on the hardship that i'd struck so the seven files open the play claimant and son for men in grave and silence got the hats by down in grace a simple wooden cross had no epitaph engraved no epitaph engraved come on down and meet your maker come on down and make the stand come on down come on down come on down we'll make the stand Come roll out the red carpet, come bugle sound the horn For the hero is returning, gotta welcome him to his home Don't say I didn't warn you, this prophecies are coming true I can hear the cavalry thundering, riding over the hill, riding over the hill Come on down and meet your maker, come on down and make the stand Come on down, come on down Down. Come on down, we'll make the stand. 
That is Mike Peters of The Alarm with one of the band's early hits, The Stand, based on the Stephen King novel of the same name. And do all of your guitars have something written on them, like, <laughs> yeah. like the one you're playing today? Yeah, this is the, the Vigilante, and the, the, the sister to this, or brother to it, is called The Deceiver. And, uh, and it, we call them these names because... Um, you look at they look acoustic, but they're deceiving under the hood. Right, they're, uh, they're they're an acoustic and electric, and they're wired, so you can have send one channel out to the acoustic uh, mix in the in the PA system, or, or send one to the amp, and uh, and you can have all the different sounds that go with that. So it's uh, it's really versatile. Well, that that explains the deceiver. What about the vigilante, which is the instrument the, the, you're playing? We, we were all big fans of uh, of Woody Guthrie growing up, and, and right. we, we love playing the vigilante man. And, and I okay. thought this this is a it was a great word for the for the guitar and uh, they can uh, they, they they survive a long time they're made by Auden Guitars a brilliant British guitar maker now and uh, they're handmade and they're absolutely uh, gorgeous instruments but they do get a pound in from me they whenever I take them in to be fixed it's like oh, what's he going to bring in now you know because like, I run, we run a cancer charity and we do gigs on mountains and we do we take guitars into hospitals so they, they go yeah. into places that guitars aren't meant to go sometimes the the love hope and strength foundation that's correct the, yes the that's charity right, yeah and when you say you go into mountains the base camp of mount everest <laughs> yeah we went above base camp yeah that was in uh, 2007 just when we started the charity and I had my sort of second big run in with with cancer really and uh, the charity was founded because I could see the cancer centre uh, from the cancer centre in North Wales. I could see Mount Snowdon, which is the highest mountain the highest in mountain North Wales. Yeah, yeah. And that was my emblem of recovery. When I was in the hospital, I thought, when I get back to the health, I'm, if I can climb that mountain and take all the alarm funds with me, raise some funds, I'll, we'll give it to the nurses on the front line. And that was our mission. And then within minutes, it was like, let's go to Everest as well. You know? <laughs> and and we, we did a, it was a place called Kalapatar. And we went to the, it was that we'd found out we could, if we did it there, we could do the highest gig in the world. We took Glenn Tilbrook from Squeeze, Slim Jim Phantom from the Stray Cats, and uh, Cy Kernan from The Fix and others. And uh, we had an amazing adventure in, in Nepal. Um, when the Sherpa, they were carrying our stuff up the mountain, they realised that we were leaving the money in, in Nepal. We weren't sending it back to support hospitals in the UK. The, the spirit was, we if we climb in Nepal we, 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 we helped build a cancer centre in, in Kathmandu called the Back to Poor Cancer Centre we went to um, Africa we climbed Kilimanjaro and we, we built a cancer centre in Dar es Salaam and we leave the, and so bringing that kind of money that we raise back to the USA or UK yeah. it's a drop in the ocean really right. but when you leave it behind it can make a huge change and a big difference and you know, I never thought my rock and roll guitar would take me to into the world of cancer. But I've spoken at the World Cancer Congresses in in, in Australia. I'm speaking at the World Cancer Leader Summit in California in October, and it's taken me some amazing places, seen some incredible things, and you know, it's given me a lot of inspiration and, and a lot of love, hope, and strength. Well, it's it's a wonderful thing, the Love, Hope, and Strength Foundation. Uh, Mike Peters of the Alarm. New album called Forwards, out on June 2nd. The Gathering takes place here in New York at the Gramercy Theater on June 23rd and 24th. And Mike, it's just been great having, oh, thanks, having this really chance to it. hang out great. with you and hear you Lovely. playing live in the studio. Thank you so much. <laughs> I've enjoyed it so much that you don't know how much I've enjoyed it. It's been brilliant. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Welcome out. And thanks also to our crew, uh, technical director Irene Trudell, our producer Karen Havlick also shot video today. Our video editor is Eric Weber. 
I'm John Schaefer. You can find all our videos on the New Sounds YouTube channel and keep up with everything we're doing by texting New Sounds to 70101 and we'll hook you up with our free weekly newsletter. <laughs> <laughs>